I'm Tom Saunders, getting through this in Los Angeles, where we've been told by our governor, Gavin Newsom, that kids will not be going back to school this fall. So this is our not going back to school special in July. And because Scott and I don't have kids, we're in the best position to be judgmental about parents' decisions because, well, we don't have a dog in that fight. My question to you, Scott Blakeman, is could you put on your 12-year-old kid hat and answer the question, would you, as a 12-year-old, want to go back to school in the fall? I'm Scott Blakeman in Brooklyn, New York. And coincidentally, I was already wearing my 12-year-old kid hat before you posed the question. So I'm, I'm all set. Uh, you know, the 12-year-old in me, the 12-year-old me, would actually want to go back to Expo 67 in Montreal, where I did go when I was 12. And I still have these vivid memories of the modern architecture and space age and visionary buildings. And I have those kind of bold color Kodak prints to prove it. Now, since Expo 67 isn't an option, you know, going back to school, uh, although the old Olympic Village, La Habitat is still there, uh, I would want to see my 12-year-old friends uh, go back to school, but not in the traditional way. What we need is, what? especially in the warmer states and the late fall and colder states, there should be outdoor classes, which I always remember. Remember those times there at any school, like, we're going to meet outside. It was the most amazing. Yeah. We could sit around in a circle on the grass. But outdoor classes would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, well, what I would like to see. How well I remember them. Somehow I, I, I think of us all seated in a circle. Yeah. Uh, uh, squatted, as we used to say, uh, uh, um, cross-legged style. Some, some would say in those days Indian style. We don't say that. But no. we would be sitting uh, around listening as the teacher reads to us some knowledgeable, uh, some knowledge giving um, words. Um, and, and and yeah, it seems halcyon. It seemed like, like the only time you ever got to go outside besides recess uh, was the last day of school and you'd have this big picnic. So I, I'm not sure I do recall very many times, if at all, going outside and certainly only in the very warm months because, Scotty, I, I grew up in northern Illinois and we had some pretty darn harsh winters. So you're, uh, the idea of going outside for school, for classes, uh, is appealing, but it really is something that probably you could only pull off uh, in L.A. and Florida. Uh, well, in, then, or, the or just up until maybe the end of October in the, uh, the East. But actually, what's I think kids would even wouldn't mind putting on their winter coat and being outside. Outside is just always the always best. Better. So you want to always get out. winter coats yeah. and you're studying outside and wearing a mask, I presume. So, yeah. okay. So, but, but they're uh, hardy, uh, those kids, those uh, kids are hardy. You know, we wouldn't do it. Uh, no. But kids, kids, I think, Hey, we're outside. How could you beat that? And even the school near down the block from you, the Pacific Palisades high school, they have a lovely courtyard area where, you could have that. So that's one way. I think what we need to do, and I'm, I'm not, well, maybe I am a, an expert in education. This is one of those things this show has revealed to us that yeah. we never thought of ourselves as any expertise in these areas, but no. we might because nobody else is showing any expertise. All no, no. And, is, and again, because, and I pointed this out, because we don't have uh, uh, children, we don't have a dog in that fight. I mean, that's, uh, uh, if there's ever been a time to use that saying, uh, uh, and that saying applies, uh, it applies to us right now when we talk about going back to school. And, and the, 
uh, choices parents make. Now, a lot of parents, of course, are very distressed by this idea uh, that they that the kids uh, won't go back to school. But what do the kids feel about? I, I understand from what I've heard that the kids are not happy about it either. Uh, but it probably seems like a long time away anyway. Uh, I'm just wondering. Now, you said you went right to I went to Expo 67. And that was my so happiest, when you were 12, that's uh, yeah. what you did. And that's what you would have wanted to do. But let's but and, and I get that. Who, what kid wouldn't uh, in, in those days want to go to Expo 67? Um, I wanted to go to Expo 67. We didn't go. It just didn't happen. Um, so uh, I went to school. Right. And uh, well, this wasn't, by the way, this was in the summer. So there wouldn't have been any school anyway. This was a, a family trip. And. So I, I wouldn't recommend going next. So, so it wasn't a direct, year. Here's what I, I gather from that, because the question was, would you want to go back to 12, put on your 12 year old kid hat? And I was glad to, to, to hear that you had it on already, that you didn't have right. to dig it out. What no. is it? What is it? Like, it's not a beanie cap uh, as it would be in 1952. What's a 12 year old kid look like uh, hat look like? So that our listeners can visualize it. I, well, I see it as a Daniel Boone kind of uh, <laughs> trapper hat, that kind of thing. I was going to say coonskin, and that's probably not no word that what? one uses, but it no. is. That's what they called it then. But uh, but I, I feel see twelve year old. I guess that would put me in seventh grade, and you know the traditional wisdom is oh kids would do anything to get out of school, but if they're always out of school, uh, and only they want to see their friends and all that. I think we just really do need to look at this in an untraditional way. And they want to learn. They want to. They want to grow they ultimately they 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 realize you know we have to go to school like i i I don't know how to read yet right i mean don't they sometimes worry about that stuff like that it's always they always talk about they want to see their friends but the thing about well they can still see their friends right right well hopefully the the reading was covered earlier on uh but but you know it's no of course school if you can learn better in person and uh, if you're 12 years old yeah right you you, you know how to read what what don't you know when you're 12 years old that you, as a 12 year old, you really feel nervous about not learning? I mean, that's really interesting because we were never in a situation where we were looking at homeschooling, which, by the way, homeschooling uh, clearly is not working, and everybody's realizing that, and 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 kids are not learning. What as a 12 again, keeping your 12 year old boy hat on. Besides meeting your friends, which everybody says that, you know, I, I, I miss my friends. Um, what what about school specifically, the learning process? Do you think you would be most nervous about as a 12 year old not learning, Scotty? I, I think I'm just be nervous about girls. I think that's the only thing I'd be nervous about. I mean, as far really? as subjects, I don't think you really know what you're nervous about. So you learn it. But no, that's that's that's. Yeah. Well, I would get back to saying the the phrase, you know, that. How do you I would know get back to the phrase that we said before? Until you, yeah. until it's too late, and and in a way that's well, a my feeling for us is. Uh, well, I think so. My point though is, I, I would rather. Uh, first of all, I'm glad that one of maybe maybe one of the reasons I had kids is so I wouldn't have to use the expression "I don't have a dog in this fight," uh, which is like the southern all southern politicians like Bill Clinton could always get away with that. Uh, it's a Southern thing, really. I think, you know, kind of a folksy like Sam Irvin from the Watergate committee and always had these kind of folksy expressions. And uh, I'm troubled by that, actually, because uh, you should never have a dog in that fight because dogs shouldn't be fighting. 
especially in an organized way. So I'm glad that we, first of all, let me say that we don't have a dog in that fight and that hopefully they'll never be fighting. We'll anymore. never. How about we never have a dog in that fight? How about that? Right. How about that as an never. expression, Scotty? To replace yeah, the that's old, even we better. don't have a dog in that fight uh, with something that's more definitive about our our um, opinion about, well, fighting dogs. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we should start, you know, we talk about expressions all the time and you know, we acknowledge them and most of them, almost all of them are benign. We are right, good luck to you. Or we challenge them or where they come from. But this is one of those where we'd like to get rid of. We'd like to get it the heck out of here, that expression, because uh, we don't like where that came from. Uh, wherever it came from. So that. I, I don't know that we have voted that harsh treatment before in any other expression. Uh, 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 of, a, of an expression, uh, 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 the banishment of the expression, we don't have a dog in that fight. I believe this is the first time we're actually. Scotty, calling... this is exciting. Yeah. This is exciting because I, I, I think you're right. I don't think we've ever called for the expulsion of, a, of an actual expression. Now, are we getting into that controversial area where we're canceling an expression that is was uh, 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 for for reasons of political correctness? That's my well. Uh, I think if I would liken that expression to the Confederate statues, that uh, you know, that's not the heritage of the South that needs to be remembered. And certainly, let's think about memories of dogs uh, running and romping in the fields, but. Fighting should not be part of that memory. So I'm happy. Wow. That- okay. All right. Now comes the challenge that it's so easy to knock down the statues, but it's difficult to chisel a new statue out of stone. Here's my question to you, Scotty. What's a question? And I guess it's a question to both both of us, since we're both complicit in the in the removal of of this expression from common usage. What is an expression that means the same thing that has a more benign um, uh, 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 um, reference? Yeah, well, that, that's okay. You don't know. We don't have work one. We been used so much. One. No one ever took the time to go. What's a nice? No one never did. Yeah. So what if it's we don't have a rabbit in that uh, meadow? We don't have a rabbit in that meadow because rabbits are fine in meadows. They enjoy meadows. Uh, I'm pretty sure they like meadows uh, and rabbits. It's a rabbit, right? It's it's not a dog. It's a rabbit. And we don't have a, a, a well, what do you think about that? Well, it's, I think maybe this could be a case where we don't replace it with another expression. We just state it clearly, like because we don't have a stake in that in, in that issue. So you're not but going a with that expression. Well, yeah. S-T-A-K-E. And the, the yeah, I know. Is, yeah. So that could be a way to in that issue. Yeah. But it's not. It's not colorful. Interesting. This is what the the, the John Kennedy senator of uh, disagree with his politics. He he speaks in colorful phrases. Yeah, we've got we've hit bottom and we've started to dig. Right. He's he's, like that. Yeah. 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 Should shouldn't we be like him and always say in color colorful phrases? That's well, my question to you. Well, I, I, a well-placed, colorful phrase is always nice. But in his case, he either said... By the way, excuse he, me, before I, I just let me yes. slide in. Was that a good question? I mean... Oh, no, they're all... No, if it wasn't a good question, I would challenge. <laughs> question. No, it's all good. Uh, you know, I think when with we, John Kennedy... You, question, you always are hoping to hear, you know, that's a great question. Well, it's usually always, when you say that, so we, you're unhappy with the question. You're <laughs> thinking of more time to answer. So I thought it was a great question, but didn't feel the need 
no. show oh, interesting interesting yeah, beautifully began answering yeah i know john kennedy is someone who if it were not for his cultural expressions all he would have left is his bad opinions uh, on on most issues so. and his funny mouth movements well that's because he moves his mouth in funny ways when he makes the u sound yeah yeah well that's, have you that's... noticed that like whenever he makes the u sound his lower lip turns into a a, a v like a little mm. it, it, you didn't notice that i know i haven't looked closely because i'm usually just yeah. not thrilled listening to him well, but he uh... i was wondering because you never had mentioned that at all so i was thinking did you not notice that John Kennedy's mouth turns into a V when he s- says you. You never did say that. So I maybe, yeah, I never did. I maybe hinted at it, but uh, never actually, uh, never actually Can't... did. So, yeah, but I, I think, you know, look, I, it's. Uh, so it doesn't so... bother you at all. No, that part doesn't bother me. I, I pick and choose the things that might bother me. And so, uh, but yeah, uh, no, we just that's a good that. idea, Scotty. Pick yeah. and choose the things that bother you. So you chose what? What did I you chose choose to, overlook, to be bothered by? I chose to overlook the lip movement of John Kennedy, the senator. And, uh, oh, there's many Louisiana. things. Louisiana. Yes, there's many things to be uh, bothered by. But one thing I would stress again, getting back to our school discussion, outdoors mm. in some way is the, like, here we are in the summer. And I find people need to be outdoors. I, we're learning now that outdoors is the safer place to be. Uh, outdoors is constant. Outdoors is pretty. And so... If whatever we could do uh, with that, I think we should try to work in it. But definitely we need to be. What do you mean do with that? Whatever well, we using do uh, the outdoors. That. And also, uh, let's stop being so. Yeah, go back to school. I think we should replace public school with public service for the next few months. And maybe even start up a version of the WPA program from the 30s and 40s and have kids work in some way and create or create yes. work on Child things. labor. They haven't well, done that since the 1880s. Scotty, nobody's talking about. That'd be that. called intern. Intern. Yeah, we wouldn't call it labor. That that's good. Good. No, good, good, good. Not child labor because that. I wouldn't call a bad child nature. anything. Would it be young people's intern program, and they could all wear uniforms and yeah. be admirals. Um, well, that's easy to do, and uh, like Admiral uh, Girard. Uh, the the the. Uh, no, I I think that uh, youth employment. I think has a youth nice employment. Structure. Yeah, and, and public service and helping think, out in hospitals or, you know, doing things like that. Why do they need to go back to school with all the risks? How about learning? Definitely you need to learn and get out of the house, but maybe some kind of public service uh, program. Well, Scotty, and help, you know, this could amazing. be a Nobel being delivered as we speak to, yeah, and to both of us. I, I, I'm thinking the same thing, but I'm thinking maybe, Scotty, because that, you know, people look to us and they think, oh, those guys are wacky. <laughs> Tom and Scott, they're crazy, goofy men of comedy. But what you've just shown with this sober view, every single word was is so embedded in practicality. Uh, uh, um, uh, it's this is more than, a, of course, the Nobel Prize. Obviously, I think. Have you ever thought of Senator? I mean, how does the word Senator Blakeman sound to you? Like, does it? it I mean. I mean it, you know, it has a clean ring to it, you know, in terms of uh, clean, isn't it? It's, yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't have a clean ring. Yeah, to that's it. so important these days. You know, yeah. um, you don't want a dirty ring or a no, smudge. You want to need to keep sanitizing the name. You know, every time I'd say something and I have to 
you know, spray yeah. with hydrogen peroxide on my name. So, uh, no, but uh, and you I'm don't not, have to do that. By the way, that's no. a really good thing that you don't have to do. That. No, of course. So I'm, I, you know, I'm not throwing my hat in the ring because I'm wearing my 12 year old hat right now. So if I threw it's, that in the ring, I wouldn't be, be allowed to run. It'd be funny. People be, would laugh. Well, also, I'd be too young to run for office. You have to be right. 35 or something. So at least for president, I guess for Senate, I don't know if there is a minimum age. I don't know if there is either. Uh, I think you could, uh, uh, let's call it a Davy Crockett hat, which is what we used to uh, yeah. call those those, cat, those hats, yeah. uh, uh, in addition to the, that other, the C word uh, hat. Yes. Um, a skin hat. But uh, no, look, um, uh, we're talking about uh, education, kids going back to school, um, how uh, the things that, because I asked a question that I realized no kid could answer. What is the what is the thing you most fear not learning? And I was trying to think as a 12 year old, there's nothing I would fear. not. I would fear not going to, to you know, not not getting a I mean, not going to school. Right. It's just you don't know what you're what you're not learning. And, and the truth is, most of the important stuff you've already learned by age 12. I mean, you know, you're, 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 um, I don't mean to meander, Scotty, but sometimes uh, I can't help it because no, no, there's, there's just too many ideas to bounce off of. But your uh, Nobel Prize, obviously Nobel Prize winning idea of a, 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 a youth, uh, don't go back to school, go to work. And um, how about fixing up the infrastructure? I mean, that's the type of thing people uh, that senators aren't saying right now. I mean, John Kennedy of Louisiana, he, he for all of his colorful phrases, he never came up with the, the um, what do you call it? The Youth Employment Act? The, or, the yeah, Blankman, you, yeah, well, the great line, uh, let's replace public school with public service. Tell me, I even almost feel like I'm being taken over by an apparition of some kind in that Maybe I need to immediately start writing an op-ed in the New York Times. Yes, uh, under you know, and and under appear, an assumed name, assumed name, and appear often on MSNBC and right. other all outlets talking about it. And then my Twitter feed will be on fire, as they say. And, yep. And, uh, and 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 who knows? Uh, the uh, the editor of the New York Times uh, op-ed page could wind up getting fired because of that. And that would just bring more attention to your cause and to and to what you're saying. So uh, it's a, a win-win proposition. I, I actually do think, um, you know, we yesterday we talked about how we how there's this little or not yesterday, a couple of days ago. I've, we, we do these every single day. So they kind of get mixed up in my head a little bit. But there was a one episode that we one podcast where we discussed the little microphone that can turn your word, that's in, uh, in every Word, Microsoft Word uh, document. Oh, yes, the microphone emoji. turn your yeah. words into, in, 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 uh, 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 turn your, your spoken word into written words on the yeah. page. Amazing, amazing thing. Scotty, hopefully one of our listeners is doing that right now. They're recording what you've been saying, submitted it to the Nobel Committee, sent it to all this, the, the Congress people, Hopefully that's happening. And, and, and you, you like to think that people are those kinds of citizens, that they're they're listening to podcasts, transcribe. And I, and, and I mentioned the microphone thing uh, just by sort of saying that you don't have to write down everything Scott no, no. just said. No, not you at just all. Turn on that microphone. 
It's, that's easy. That's that easy. Well, that's what we try to encourage, Tommy, on this show. We haven't spoken of it specifically, but not just listeners, but citizen listeners. Citizen listeners. That's, that's... what we encourage. So we're listening and laughing. And 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 you, many times we have, these are practical, serious ideas that we leaven with a sense of leaven. That they, they, can be put into place because the ideas that are being put out now by the so-called politicians are not working out, or the, certainly the Republicans. But we do want people to listen, to transcribe whenever possible. And it's up to you if you think what either of us say should be an op-ed or should be submitted right. to the Nobel Committee. We leave it up to you to. We to leave it up out. to you. It's not. I mean, uh, it's a volunteer citizen. Uh, uh, hopefully, yes. we don't ever have to get to the point where we have to draft listeners. No, no conscription at all. No, no conscription. We no we, we hope that as long as people volunteer. And and then and then somebody you know uh, just copies down the words. Uh, I would do it, but I'm too busy talking right now. It's it's really hard for me to do it. But yeah. uh, uh, copy down these words, rush them to the Nobel Committee, and and also all the all the Congress people uh, and all their aides who whisper to them, whisper yeah, in the their aides. ear in the hearings. That's the ones you really want to get it to. The aides who whisper in their ear. <laughs> You know, see, uh, you know, the inner workings of of of, of D.C., as uh, as they call it. Uh, so, yes, the, the uh, Senate of the AIDS. Now, are there people out there? Are there listeners of this podcast who are also sculptors, uh, uh, people who who um, write on stone? Right. We've talked about that. Yes. Yes. Carving uh, our thoughts into stone. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully you're getting all of this. Well, right. And again, not all of it to put on the stone, as we've always explained. It's expensive. I realize you can't get everything yeah. you're saying on one. And stone. sometimes there are things like we say, you know, don't yeah. don't yeah. keep don't put in the, you know, no, we hope the, they know. Uh, that. Right. Right. Yeah. And but, if we repeat but something. God but, yeah. bless you. God bless them for carving stuff. I don't know how to carve stuff into stone. No. I wouldn't know to be where to begin, where to get the stone, even. I mean, yeah, where to get the stone? Is it slabs of stone? It have to be slabs. It can't just be a rock. And and, and I mean, we've talked about this a lot uh, in the past, but we haven't really delved deep into the 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 um, you know the process how, how to yeah. how to get from word to stone essentially. And um, but I am glad that we were able to clear up today those of you who are carving our words into stone again avoid the unnecessary things and like things i, I don't want to see the word things on stone it's too unspecific now, i wonder if tommy going back in history when they people's words were carved more into stone more regularly i wonder if there are any instances where we go oh you really had to put that word <laughs> i mean i couldn't just gone right to the neck you know and and uh Anyway, why'd you say anyway? I I didn't, you know, you could have. Yeah, you know, they would have fights like, well, you didn't say it out of it, and well, I would have thought you would have known that wasn't necessary. <laughs> so, and he would hate walking by that stone. Yeah, every people go, isn't that time. great? You got a stone, you know. But yeah, I know, but I didn't yeah, know. like the choice of words there. Yeah, I just and yeah. and I, I mean now looking back, I would have put it differently. And and yeah, and what are you gonna do? It's carved. What in are stone. you gonna that's... do? What are you gonna do? Well, we talked about whiteout for stone, and that was yeah, that, that, that's an invention that again that one I think we should hold on to just because I think that's just gonna be a, a huge money maker, or it, it won't make any money at all because how many people really make mistakes on, on stone? Yeah, I but it could be coming back. That could be the new normal. 
where things are carved, words are carved in the stone again. So we'll be on the forefront. We'll be ready, you know, kind of anticipating the next big right. thing. Now, yeah. people, exactly. The thing about it, though, is I do think people 100 or 1,000 years will want to know what we're saying. I actually do think so, because I would, I'd want to know, here two guys in, in, in the middle of a pandemic who start a comedy podcast. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and invent some of the greatest inventions of the early 21st century, plus come up with some of the greatest thoughts that solve some public of policy and public policy yeah, and uh induce our listeners to laugh along the way so what what more we, you, as uh, you say we leaven the, the yes. deeply serious messages that we have with uh, uh, uh our own brand of infectious comedy now people hear the word infectious Ooh, i don't want to be infected no yeah. this is a good kind of infection right yeah. it's positive actually it could ward off other I, mean, well, I shouldn't say that because then the FDA will be down to me, but it's just a good thing to have. Right. You can't really make claims. Yeah. No. Let's just say it's it, it, it's it's um, designed to ward off other bad uh, types of thoughts. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's, 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 it's uh, manufactured to do that. Not We can't say that it does that, but we can say that we intended uh, for and, this and, product to be... Uh, like, but you're right. We have to watch what we say. Yeah, we don't want to put out false. But laughter is the best medicine generally, although I think sometimes uh, there's other medicine you should take first that really knocks out the infection. Well, but we, then, you know, laughter is great. We used after. to say penicillin, um, and it, which had knocked laughter off the number one best. It was the second best medicine for many years. But now yeah. penicillin has been so overused. Uh, laughter has gone back to being the best medicine again. I think well, that. That is uh, good to know. And that's what we happily dispense. And any insurance plans are accepted or none. Yeah. That's but, but, but that's the other thing is, and that's a question. Now, I mentioned very cavalierly uh, that uh, penicillin is overused, right? What, what, what that means is that, yeah, literally you overuse penicillin. It weakens its, its powers. The question is too much laughter. Same thing. No, that's a good point, Tommy. Uh, there's never, there's this, and there have been studies. This isn't just me spouting off some theories. There have been many studies, peer-reviewed studies, that, that you can never have too much laughter. Now, uh, could be too many spit, take, spit takes in the course of laughing, as we talked about the other day. That's for others to decide. But certainly laughing itself, there's, there's no maximum, like a, a, an allotment that you go over it, then you're, you know, getting it to strange character so the more it's good to know better. scott it's good to know yeah um, yeah well now, uh, uh, I say tommy that um ahead. you know uh or as you said not only thousand years from now people want to know because we wonder like during the 1918 pandemic there were very few uh podcasts because it was before radio so we don't have any recordings to my knowledge of what people were saying no uh, and uh, so again, this is where we're so lucky. Well, maybe there was some some uh, uh, old cylinder uh, 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 Edison records, um, yeah. wax records. The pandemic is really <laughs> bad. We're wondering if we want to go back to school or not. <laughs> you know, it's probably there's th those exist, and and they would give us a lot of comfort. Right. Yeah, well, I'd love to find those. And, you know, you, there were obviously newspaper articles, but, you know, Wilson 
tried to downplay uh, all that, but we tried. This is our our mm-hmm. record for it. And by the way, I was going to say too, this isn't just for Americans a thousand years. This is a worldwide podcast. We have listeners around the world, literally even in India. We have a very special listener. It sounds like she's on the air now, but we have a very special listener in, in, listener in India. And you could tell us more about that, uh, uh, Tom. Well, Scotty, we, we have mentioned uh, my wife, Cece, who is literally on the other side of the world. Now, very often, you don't use the word literally, literally, right? But in this case, I can proudly say, no, she is literally on the other side. So when it's morning and she's having breakfast in India, I'm, it's night and I'm having dinner. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful, Scotty? Wow. And yet we can talk to each other using this amazing communication of WhatsApp. It's and and totally now free. Talk, we can yeah. see each other and see wow. the, the uh, 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 I can, sh- I, I do a lot of putting our cat on the WhatsApp and, oh, of and talking to the cat and the cat talks back. Um, it, it's uh, uh, the 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 uh, as okay. I'm having trouble starting this sentence, as you can hear, because it's a very emotional topic. Oh for yeah, me. of course. Uh, it's called India envy in L.A. The, the 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 pandemic has flipped the script, Scotty, and in an ironic twist, the part of the India my wife is living in and staying at a hotel, um, it, it, uh, that part, Dharamshala, is safe. And normal, and it's by the way lovely. It's like it's it's like nineteen. It's like Austria in the sound of music. Uh, Cece dines out on omelets. She drinks cappuccino and Turkish coffee. She goes on long hikes with the owners of the comfortable hotel she's living at. There are no almost no cases or none in the entire state. People are no longer they they wore masks from the very start. Everybody wore them. Now they don't wear them anymore. Uh, and no one's allowed into that the states too, or they, don't they keep people out from other? Oh, Scotty, a very good point. Let's not overlook the fact that uh, travel between states in India uh, is controlled in a way that it's not in the United States. So, uh, yeah, no, nobody can come in from Mumbai or or Delhi. And um, uh, does she have? A, I she has a friend, a, a cat friend, uh, who also talks like. Uh, your Oliver does at home. And I was wondering, that would be great to do a WhatsApp video call if Cece could commandeer this black cat, even though it sometimes does bite, but to have the black cat communicate, an Indian cat, I assume, talking to Oliver in Los Angeles. And what a story that would be. Well, Scotty, I would be. Sadly, though, I think uh, 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 I may have... In my uh, before the show. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm. You know what? I, I as you told me that I was, whatever the word is. I think uh, I kind of. Of course, you have the the black cat is Oliver, so it's your cat. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna flip uh, all the cards over and say that I feel like it's a game show where they'll politely go, "Thank you for playing," and seeing that you know, and I shake hands with them. Right, right. right uh, uh, but. But actually, no. Yeah, uh, it would be great. She she doesn't. Um, I I I am. My point is that she's she's got friends, they're kids, they're kids of the of, of the, uh, but they're very shy. They, uh, uh, um, but still, there's there's people, there's people in the shop she talks to. There's monkeys, there's beautiful birds, uh, there's long hikes with the owners of the hotel. Uh, there's 
all these wondrous things in India. There's delightful food. I, I, I'm living with my own cat. That's pretty much my life. And I get food delivered and I, um, I don't go on hikes. I don't go anywhere. And so, um, it is one of the great ironies of history that India is right now doing way better than the United States regarding the COVID virus. Well, and particular, certain parts labor, of India yeah. Are, yeah. are just virtually um, virus free. So uh, it, it is. Uh, so Cece, I feel like good. She's safe and she's happy. And um, I'm not, but uh, but I'm I'm still happy. I'm I'm keeping my spirits up, Scotty. But oh, it yeah. is something where I feel like I'm getting points. Uh, I'm racking up points in our marriage, um, and 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 I think that's the that's the silver lining, Scotty. Oh, yeah. uh, as long as you operate on a point system, where oh you get something good but I don't. All right, well at least I get a point. Yeah, yeah, and we could apply it to well, not now, but frequent flyer miles or hotel stay. It's something like frequent oh, mo- fa- flyer miles for your for your yeah. marriage. Yeah, you should get that, but also now, hopefully, they'll bend over so that you know during this time of no travel, you can use it for you know twenty percent off at the supermarket, something. You know, you got to yeah, get something like that. Right? You're it's... serving in a a serving really in a, a danger zone in a way, even though you are safe uh, where you are. But the thing I love most about with CC is is that is also, and I hope I'm not talking out of school, and actually I am talking out of school, as is everybody. Yeah. Everybody's which, talking out of school. But uh, the, the great Dalai Lama lives in her village, which fascinates yeah. me. So you know it's a, a nice place. And, and I wonder, and, and glad, yeah, yeah has she ever run into the Dalai well, Lama, like at a bookstore, and, and they strike up an unlikely friendship and the sparks really fly? You know, one of those sitcom things or well, romantic comedy sitcom i think that would i i would put that in the category of a movie uh a romance i mean uh yeah you i could see it a uh, uh, uh my boyfriend the dalai lama as a sitcom but I, I i would go for something bigger or maybe an hbo series about how she meets the dalai lama they strike yeah. up a special friendship and and sparks fly and because she kind of teaches him to kind of loosen up a little and yeah. do things more American style. And he teaches her the wonders of his um, Dalai Lama-ness, you know, whatever yeah. makes him a Dalai Lama. Um, yeah, well, there's some cute scenes at the local Gap, if there's one in India, just, why don't you try this Polish? Oh, no, I tend to wear, and he does, and they kind of care. Uh, you mean he tends to wear kind of like cloth? My uh, repute, that's the way I know him, he may privately dress up in a, a nautical look. Like what is that yeah. called, though, that yeah. what he wears? Uh, um, it's not a... Minimalist, kind of peasanty garb. Well, uh, but isn't it just like a piece of fabric that's wrapped around? And Well, that's what I we see him as. Maybe he has a whole other look when he's at home. I don't know. But, but Cece, you're right. Well, well she could talk him into looking... Try, yeah, I see what you're saying. A little so different in, look. In, in one of the scenes... Yeah. She's trying to get get him to dress up, and he does for one big scene. And he shows up, and, and and the audience watching the movie go woo because now he looks really sharp. And and for the first time, we see the Dalai Lama, who's, um, gosh, who would he who would he even be played by? Um, how would you cast that? Well, that could go against type a lot of different ways. Um, 
Um, I always go to Paul Giamatti for everything, but maybe yeah, Paul Giamatti. If he could play everything, but yeah, yeah. but I think think the main thing is that they both learn from each other. That's what, and what a way to end the today's show is that even we're ending the show on a note about India on the other side of the earth, where Sisi and the Dalai Lama could be, even as we speak, teaching each other in a beautiful way and helping each other cope through these uh, interesting times. And that's what we try to do every day for all of our listeners listening now and 1,000 years from now as well. And I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always Tom Saunders. We're getting through it.